Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope. We're back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are and whatever part of your day you're in. Uh, Hope y'all are enjoying the first couple weeks of December and getting ready for Christmas. And also, as always, for those of y'all that continue to share the podcast, because you must be, um, because we continue to have some good days of late, I'm ever grateful. Thank y'all so much. So, we're going to take one of our little walks. It's a little windy here today. You can probably hear the guineas in the background too and the leaves crunching underneath. But we're going to give it a shot. Hopefully y'all can, for those of you that actually want to, hear my voice. Hopefully you can hear it over the, the wind. have quite a few guineas out right now. They are investigating what one of my daughters is doing. Uh, she is trying to hang a hammock currently. We'll see how this goes. Uh, thank you, Lord. At any rate, so I stumbled across something uh, doing... I guess I stumble across a lot of things these days that I don't know. And I assume that quite a few of y'all don't either. But I stumbled across something as we get into this Christmas season uh, that was good enough, I felt it was anyway, that I'm going to go away from the Christmas declarations or the Christmas messages. I've read a couple from FDR. I really had intended to kind of read some Maybe another one from Reagan or Eisenhower or another one or two from FDR since it was during World War II. But I actually came across two things. I think it's going to suck up at least Monday and Wednesday this week of our podcast. So we'll go ahead and get into it. As we get into this Christmas season, one of the things that I harp on each podcast is how important it is and really pretty much every podcast, whether we're in Christmas season or not, to focus on the fact, uh, the, the words of people like President Wilson that said that America was born a Christian nation. And Christmas, which has long been a national holiday, the whole point of Christmas is Jesus Christ. His name is in the holiday. And it's just so obvious when you really dig into it that... Our nation is a Christian nation, was founded that way, and can only survive that way. And as so many have said, it's written on every page of our history. You know, this idea of separation of church and state, and what's that, what that translates to, folks, is trying to make all religions pretend that all religions are equal in the United States. And they're not at all. Uh, And they never were intended to be. The the First Amendment, as we've talked about often, was written so that no one sect or denomination rose above the others. That, That was the point. That was what they were trying to avoid. And they were trying to avoid a state run church like England had, like Britain had. They did not want the state saying, okay, this is the denomination that you must participate in. But that's far different than what we have today. And a huge chunk, 
if not all of what we have today, not all, but a huge chunk, was started by a horrific Supreme Court decision that one line out of a letter, a private letter by President Jefferson to a Baptist preacher that talked about a wall of separation of church and state was completely twisted, misused, and has had catastrophic effects on our country by pretending that that meant that we can't have any religion in our public lives. And really what they meant, as you see it today, is they didn't mean any religion, right? Because we, we bend over backwards today to accommodate atheists, to accommodate Muslims, to accommodate other religions. What they really meant is we've got to get rid of Christianity. You've got to absolutely relegate Christianity to the trash pile of your private life. And you can never bring Jesus Christ into our public institutions like education. Perfect example that we use here so often. And so the deal is, right, all of this was based upon Jefferson, which what he really was doing is he was trying to, to assure, and I can't remember folks right now off the top of my head, I think this pastor was concerned perhaps about the Catholic Church. I, I, I'm not sure. But he was trying to reassure this Baptist pastor that the United States was not going to choose one Christian denomination and force all of the citizens to adhere to that denomination. He was not trying to say that we're not going to have our Christian faith involved in our public life, involved in our politics, involved in our education at all. And so how does all this relate to what I stumbled across? I'm going to read you a little bit, and I'm going to start with a different man. Isaac Watts, 1674-1748. He was a poet, a theologian, as well as a very famous hymn writer, uh, composing over 600 hymns. I'm going to read a little bit. So his, his list of works include the excellency of the Bible, where he wrote, The stars that in their corners or in their courses roll have much instruction given, but thy good word informs my soul how I may climb to heaven. So Mr. Watts here is talking about how you get to heaven and how God's word, the Bible, is what instructs his soul. Another one, Praise for the gospel. How glad the heathens would have been that worship idols, wood and stone, if they the book of God had seen, or Jesus and his gospel known. Again there, I'm just I'm not trying to insult y'all's intelligence, folks, but I want to really hammer home what this gentleman was saying and just stick with me. It'll become pertinent to the original conversation in a minute. So he's saying, you know, all the people throughout the ages that didn't know God and Jesus Christ, how grateful they would have been to have the Bible and and to know 
the gospel of Jesus Christ instead of looking toward idols of wood and stone. And, and I'm going to go off on a little tangent here, folks. I think that translates today. We have really set up money. Uh, we talk about this pretty often on the podcast, too. We've set up sex. We've set up athletics, sports. All of these we have set up today in the modern sense in America as idols because we give so much more time and effort and money uh, and energy to those pursuits than we do to God individually and as a nation. And I'm probably going to use this a few times too. My pastor this weekend had one of those one-liners that I've felt and maybe have said in different ways here often, but he said, we can never fix our nation, fix the problems that we have in our nation until we fix ourselves. <laughs> That's, that is so true. So absolutely true. All right. Where are we at? Oh, another work from Watts. Praise to God for learning to read. Dear Lord, this book of thine informs me where to go for grace to pardon all my sin and make me holy too. Uh, so he's saying, you know, if you, you want to know where to get forgiveness of sins, it's the Bible. In 1707, Isaac Watts published hymns and spiritual songs, which included Joy to the World. And you'll be glad to know, I'm not going to force you to listen to me sing, which would be pretty pretty horrific, might traumatize some of y'all, but I am going to read through a couple of the stanzas here. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and nature sing. Joy to the world, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ. With fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains, repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat, repeat the sounding joy. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love and wonders of his love and wonders and wonders of his love. In Psalm 90, 17, 19, Isaac Watts wrote, O God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come, our shelter from the stormy blast, our eternal home. So, what does all this have to do with Thomas Jefferson and the complete atrocity of separation of church and state based upon his one line and out of his one letter to a Baptist pastor that was completely twisted by the Supreme Court. Well, what it has to do with is the following. In 1707, Isaac Watts' hymnal, his most famous work, was chosen along with the Bible by President Thomas Jefferson as the principal textbooks to teach reading in the schools of the District of Columbia. Jefferson, being the third president, chaired the school board for the District of Columbia, 
where he authored the first plan of education adopted by the city of Washington. Folks, just let that sink in for a minute. Jefferson, who the Supreme Court, all the way in different cases, different Supreme Courts from the late 40s, early 50s, all the way up through the 80s and 90s to today, this Jefferson that the Supreme Court has taken and completely twisted his words in one sentence, in one letter, to a Baptist pastor about separation of church and state to mean that Jefferson intended to kick the entire Bible out of public life, out of politics, out of policy, out of education. That they, he, he didn't want anything to do with Christianity in our country's public life, political life. And I'm harping on this, folks, because we're still doing it. And, and some of the court cases, even in the 80s and 90s, where there seems to have been a conservative decision, they let this nonsense creep in about the fact that all religions are equal. They are not in America. They are not at all. The intent of the First Amendment, again, was to make sure that no one denomination was chosen by the state, right? So this whole thing that was based on Jefferson, and what did Jefferson do? When he was the chair for the Board of Education, when he was president, what did he do? He picked this work by Isaac Watts, this man that talks so passionately about Christ and the need for Christ, and the Bible as the principal textbooks to teach children in the District of Columbia. I'm, I'm, I'm pausing here, folks, because when I read this, it's just, it's astounding. It's astounding to think that our Supreme Courts, these, these men and women who claim to be so smart, so knowledgeable, so much brighter than everybody else, whether they do it out of arrogance or not, have used Jefferson as a, as a tool to completely take Christianity out of our nation that was founded on Jesus Christ. And then this man that they've used, when he was in charge, when he had the choice, he put the Bible and this work by a man who was deeply, obviously passionate and spent his life working on hymns and songs of praise to God. Those were the principal textbooks that he chose for the District of Columbia when he was on the school board for the District of Columbia. I, I'm the, folks, that's just, if that doesn't show you how twisted and malevolent and how deceitful the decisions have been regarding Christianity over the last 60 to 70 years in our country, I really don't know what would.
There is no excuse that the Bible is not the central textbook in public education. And no, again, 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 that does not mean that you must be a Christian to be an American. However, public education is funded by taxpayer money. It is a publicly funded institution, and in a Christian nation, it has to teach values that have set up the nation, strengthened the nation, made the nation great, and those are the values of Jesus Christ. Whether you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior or not, although, again, as a Christian, I have to strongly recommend, in the strongest terms, no matter what happens to our country, that you do that. But whether you want to or not, if you are going to have public education, public institutions, public policy in this country, it has to be based on the teachings of Christ. has to be. And it used to be. At any rate, folks, I mean, we, I just, I'll probably come back to this again. I almost guarantee you I will. Because it's so important. And it shows the deceitfulness and lies and hypocrisy. And it illustrates the point, folks, that we've got to think for ourselves have to. We have got to stop listening to people just because they're supposed to be experts on a subject and go back and dig into it for ourselves. Because there's a lot of lies out there, folks, and they're just getting more and more. And we have got to know what the truth is so we can traverse this way through life. And as I said, as a Christian, you talk about the truth. Jesus Christ specifically said, I am the truth. So you want the truth, that's where you got to start, individually. That's just me recommending that to you. But as a nation, as a nation, whether you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord or Savior or not, if you want the nation to be great, then we've got to strengthen our foundation, and our foundation is based on Christ's teachings. So... Think about that this week, folks. Think about that as we get one day closer each day to Christmas. And I hope that encourages you. Really, honestly, I hope it irritates you a little bit, makes you a little bit angry that we have been so deceived over the last half century plus here in this country. Um, But I hope that it gives you hope. (laughs) And I hope that it allows you at some point to spread this truth to somebody else somewhere. Because every time we light a candle in this darkness that's trying to overtake America, we push it back. Every single time, every single one of us that spreads the truth pushes back this darkness. And we all have, I haven't said this in a while, folks, but regardless of what you do, where you are, you're a stay-at-home mom with five kids, one kid, no kids, you work as a CEO of an oil and gas company, you're a lawyer, you're a doctor, you're a teacher, you're a plumber, you're a mechanic... You're a, you mow yards for a living, you're a garbage collector, whatever it is that you do, wherever it is that you work, whether you're at home with your family or you're at work outside, wherever you are, you have a sphere of influence and you can pass this on to somebody and help fight against this evil that is trying to overtake our country. So remember that you have influence. And it's so important to use that influence for good and not evil. 
Y'all have a wonderful rest of whatever's left of your day, folks. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm humbled by it. God bless y'all. God bless America. We will talk to y'all again real soon.